Do you find yourself worrying on a constant basis? Maybe you find yourself worrying so often that it's actually stealing your joy and affecting your quality of life. There's a very powerful question to ask yourself to stop worrying. And we're going to dive into it as well as some other modalities to start to disrupt this pattern on this episode of the Authentic Success Podcast. Do you ever feel like you were made for more and you just don't know what this looks like yet? My name is Jordan Ulrich and I've made it my mission to help people just like you align with your inner genius, lead a fulfilling life on your terms and facilitate true transformation from the inside out. Authentic Success is here to challenge you, inspire you, and bring you actionable strategies for stepping into the highest version of yourself from some of the world's greatest minds. You were put here with a unique purpose. It's time that we discover it and bring it to life. This is the Authentic Success Podcast. Good morning and welcome to another episode of the Authentic Success Podcast. Now, this is really embarrassing, but on yesterday's episode, I wished you a happy Saturday. And then uh, only at 6 p.m., I realized that yesterday was actually Friday. And today, I can officially wish you a very happy Saturday. So I hope you're having a great day so far and today we're going to talk about how to stop worrying because worrying is yes something that comes to us all but B if we don't know you know what to do about it then it's going to keep perpetuating and it actually starts to compound over time. I don't want that for you so we're going to learn how to stop worrying. Okay so before we get started yesterday I'd mentioned I am opening two spots in which I would like to work with two people on a one-to-one basis over the course of 12 weeks. And I call this accelerator unlocked because it is all around your mind, your subconscious mind, your energetics, and really learning to become a different person on the inside, right? Because change really happens on the inside. And when change happens on an unconscious level, it happens very, very quickly. So if you've been holding yourself back in some area of your life, you want a new result, but you can't seem to get there, it starts in your mind. And when you get to the reason why it hasn't happened yet and you pull the pin, oh my goodness, life begins to unfold in ways that you have never seen before. You can go to jordanolrich.com forward slash coaching and I'd be happy just to have a quick call with you and see if this would be a good fit. And if not, I will definitely let you know. So let's talk about how do you stop worrying? Now, the first thing that I want you to know is that worrying is very, very normal. Okay. So if you find yourself worrying, you know, especially if you're an entrepreneur, like you probably deal with a lot of uncertainty, right? So worry might be something that comes to you uh, on, on a fairly regular basis and it's never going to stop coming to you. So what we're really learning is how to deal with worry in the moment so that we can eliminate it and get back to our life and get back to, you know, creative, proactive thinking. But it's important to understand what is taking place when you're worrying. So like I said, worrying is a natural conditioned response that comes from the brain. And the reason for this is that your brain is a survival mechanism, right? It's designed to keep you alive. So there's a part of your brain called the amygdala, right? Your brain is always on the lookout for potential danger. And what happens is that a lot of times what causes worry is not actually what's happening in front of us. It's what's going on in our mind, right? Because the mind creates a picture And because the mind doesn't know the difference between real and imagined, it actually has an emotional response to that picture. 
then what happens is that this part of your brain called the amygdala, which is an ancient part of your brain that is responsible for your fight or flight response, actually puts your body into that state of fight, flight, or freeze because it thinks that the picture you just made in your head is real, right? It's like the snake and the rope, right? It thinks that the picture you just made in your mind of a future worst case scenario is actually taking place. So it signals a, a biochemical change in your body and actually triggers that same response as though it were already happening. So you might be sitting on your couch enjoying a nice cup of coffee like I am doing right now and all of a sudden you have a thought about some future worst case event. Oh my God, what if this happens? What if this happens? And boom, all of a sudden you're in a total state of panic. Nothing really changed in front of you. In fact, everything in front of you is probably pretty okay. But again, the brain doesn't know the difference, right? It doesn't know the difference between real and imagined. So the most important question that you can ask yourself if you find yourself in a state of worry, and I learned this from Dr. Wayne Dyer, and it was something that really changed my life. And it goes like this. Is this situation inside or outside of my control? I'm going to repeat that. Is this situation I'm worrying about inside or outside of my control? Now, here's the most important part. If it's outside of your control and there is literally nothing you can do about it, then you have to let it go. Because the more you spend worrying, more time you spend worrying about it, the deeper you are putting yourself into mental turmoil. You are closing the door and locking it inside of a mental prison. And you are taking something outside of you that you literally can't change. You can't worry your way to the solution because there's literally nothing you can do about it. So a few examples of this would be, I mean, obviously a lot of people know about, uh, say, you know, the Ukraine, what's going on in the Ukraine right now. And there's not a lot other than being able to donate resources, right, or, or donate money and provide resources for people. There's not a lot that we can do, you know, that fear is going to bring a solution, okay? So constantly worrying about world events or things like this, if they're largely outside of your control, you have to stop worrying about them. Okay, because it's not helping anybody. There is nobody in the Ukraine right now that's benefiting from you sitting on your couch worrying about it, right? So there are proactive things that we can do, but worrying is not helping anybody. It's not solving anything. Uh, another example of something outside of your, your circle of control would be like aging. Are you worried about aging? Well, guess what? The time is going to pass whether you're worrying or not. Okay, so getting older is something that happens to every single person on earth. And in this moment, there's no sense in worrying about it because, again, you can't stop time. You can't slow it down. You can't speed it up. You can't reverse it. You can't go back. And another example, okay, one more example would be something that someone else says or does to you. Now, I want you to know that we will never escape life without criticism. And especially if you're going to be in business or something, you need to become immune to criticism, right? Like you need to have a high level of resilience and tolerance toward criticism because guess what? It's coming. <laughs> it might not come today, but it could come tomorrow. Like people are going to criticize you. 
But here's what I want you to know about criticism is that people's need to criticize has nothing to do with you. It has everything to do with an inner struggle that they are dealing with in which they need to project this inner struggle onto other people in order to hopefully temporarily make themselves feel better about themselves. So people criticize and they belittle in order to reach for a a temporary boost in self-esteem because deep down themselves on the inside, they actually feel really small, right? When was the last time that you came across somebody that was like totally happy, fulfilled, generous, and they spent all their time criticizing other people, like doesn't happen, right? So people that are comfortable and secure with themselves, they don't spend time belittling and criticizing other people, right? But people that surf Facebook and look for the first opportunity to send hate comments or something to someone else, man, those people are dealing with a lot on the inside, right? Because again, when people are comfortable, happy, and fulfilled, they are not going to spend their days They don't even have time. They don't have time to criticize other people, right? So ask yourself, is this inside or outside my circle of control? If you're worrying about something and it's something you can't control, you have to let it go because worrying is not solving anything. Now, is this something that's inside of my circle of control? So uh, I'll give you an example from my own life, right? Okay, so worrying about money. Worrying about money solves nothing. When you get into that sympathetic nervous system and your brain starts to fire that, you know, you move into that fight or flight state and your brain starts sending, uh, puts you into survival mode and starts sending blood away from the creative centers in your brain and into the extremities in your body, into your hands, into your feet, then we are not in problem solving mode. Usually we're in problem perpetuating mode, right? So if it's inside your circle of control, let's say you're worrying about money, money is something that we all have. We are all responsible for our own financial lives. Okay. Uh, As hard as that is to swallow sometimes, right? So just understand that if it's inside your circle of control, then don't worry about it. Just do something about it, right? If it's in, if it's something you can control, then you might just need to own it and and own up to it and take responsibility for it, do something about it, and then guess what? It's only scary when you're avoiding it. The moment that you take the first action, the first step forward in something that you need to deal with that maybe you haven't dealt with yet, we all have unfinished business, right? So the moment that you take that first step, all of a sudden, it becomes, you move from a reactive state to a proactive state, and all of a sudden, that thing that was worrying you so much doesn't worry you anymore because you're doing something about it, right? You're taking full ownership and responsibility. And, you know, if you have something big that you haven't dealt with that like you worry so much that your body enters that fight, flight or freeze, that's why we don't take action on things is because our body literally freezes due to that survival response because the fear of what could happen if we deal with it is so strong that it will inhibit you from taking action. Okay, so the fear is what stops you. So the worry, we know by now, the worry isn't leading you closer to a solution. Like you're not going to stress your way into a solution. You need to get into a calm state. And if it's inside your circle of control, guess what? You are going to get a giant rush of dopamine. Okay, dopamine, uh, the pleasure drug, it's something that 
you know, our brain gets very addicted to dopamine in good ways and bad ways. So you are going to get a huge rush of dopamine the moment you start to see yourself taking action, taking proactive steps forward in changing the situation that has been terrifying you for so long. I promise you, it is only scary when you're avoiding it. We make it a big deal in our head and then we don't do anything about it and we avoid it and we procrastinate on it. And guess what? Avoidance, it's a pattern I've dealt with my whole life. Avoidance feels good in the moment, but it is not good for you long term. It actually feels worse, right? So avoiding your, you know, looking at your financials so you can watch Netflix for just quote unquote one more day. Yes, the Netflix might bring you a temporary sense of pleasure, but it does not bring lasting happiness. In fact, stress and worry around this situation until it's dealt with are going to start to compound and they're going to get worse over time the longer they're avoided. So we think that we're not going to get that dopamine rush until we have until we reach the end result. But guess what? You're going to get that same dopamine rush when you see yourself taking the first step. So if it's outside your circle of control, let it go. If it's inside your circle of control, just do something about it, right? And here's another thing that I want you to know is that worry creates a sense of resistance in your body, okay? So resistance, there's a great saying, what we resist persists. Have you ever taken two magnets with the opposing sides and, and you try to push them together and the harder you try to push them together, the more what becomes in, in, in that invisible force in the middle, okay, is resistance. It's energy pushing back on itself and those magnets will never, ever, ever come together, okay? But what happens as soon as you flip the magnet around, it's no problem to lock it into the other one, which means that what you need to do is collapse the resistance that you have around the situation, and this is going to seem so bizarre, but the first step to collapsing resistance is acceptance. And you might be thinking, no, I have $100,000 in debt. How could I accept this? Well, guess what? Focusing on debt creates more debt. Creating resistance around debt actually puts more energy on the situation and it makes it bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. So this is why in EFT tapping, if you're if you're familiar with this modality, okay, when we use what we call the setup statement, we use phrases like, I accept myself anyways, or I accept this situation, or I forgive myself for how I feel. The moment you accept the situation, you can start to change it. But until you're, uh, as long as you're pushing against it, you are going to be stuck in that place of pushing against it. You're going to be beating yourself up over and over and over and over. Let's say that you've let your physical health get out of control and you've started eating a lot of junk food and you know, you've skipped going to the gym and so on and so forth. Every single day that you stay in your head trying to figure out why you're doing it or being angry at yourself for doing it, you are one day further from actually starting the process of getting fit and healthy again. The moment that you accept everything you've done up until now is the moment that you can start to make a change. So again, very counterintuitive, but guess what? Resistance creates an emotional charge in the body, okay? 
and all negative emotions are a disruption in your body's energy system. And the moment that you feel what needs to be felt, the moment you accept what needs to be accepted, you are dropping that emotional charge and it no longer has power over you. So if you're angry at yourself for a pattern you've been repeating, for not having more money, for not paying someone back, for having debt, for not going to the gym, for not eating healthier, for snapping at your kids, whatever it is, the moment that you stop giving it attention and you start to focus on where you can go, on the solution, that is the moment that everything changes because worrying about it again, it's never going to lead you to the solution. The same level of mind that has created this problem is not the same level of mind that's going to solve the problem. Now, another thing that I want you to understand is that worry is you is is typically, you know, it's your brain doing you a favor or trying to do you a favor, right? And worry might be a sign that something is off track and it has your attention. Again, the procrastination, right? What you're going to feel after long-term procrastination is like constant worry. And it's just your brain saying, hey, you know what? It's your true self saying, hey, you know what? I know that there's more for you in your life and I need you to deal with this thing. Please deal with it so that we can live a happier, healthier, you know, wealthier, more abundant, more generous, more prosperous existence. And the moment that you start to feel a sense of gratitude for like, wow, thank you for showing me. Like, thank you for putting me in the state of worry so that I can, you know, be a better person. I can I can do better things. I can have more for myself. Wow, thank you. Like, thank you for showing me. It's a really, really powerful moment. Now, how do we actually move the body out of a state of worry? So what's happening when you're worrying is that fight or flight response is is firing and firing and firing in your brain, sending cortisol, uh, epinephrine, sending these stress chemicals. It's sending a chemical potion of stress chemicals through your body. So there's a few ways to do this. And if you've listened to the show anytime, you know one of them that I'm going to mention. But the first one is exercise. Okay, so Emotion is energy in motion, right? And a lot of times when we're stuck in fear, we have stuck energy in the body, right? We have stuck emotion, stuck energy in the body. So what we need to do is if you can imagine that you have all this stress built up in your body, it wants to go somewhere. And exercise is an unbelievable way to move that energy, right? It's a great way. Just move your energy because your physiology is going to move you out of that state of worry, That ties into the second one on how to stop worrying, and that is to make a radical change in your physiology. A lot of times we sit and we ruminate on how am I going to do this? How am I going to do this? How am I going to do this? Okay, and very, very unlikely are you going to take any powerful actions when you are not in a powerful state. So you have to change your state, and in order to change your state, you can do this by changing your physiology. And if you're in a comfortable place right now, just try this for a second. I want you to stand up, okay? Spread your legs apart, put your shoulders back, put your chest out, tilt your chin up, either put your hands directly above you in the air and look straight up or put your hands on your hips like uh, uh, Wonder Woman, that's her name. They have shown, I learned this from Tony Robbins when I became certified under Tony Robbins teachings years ago. This is one of the first things that I realized. And this is how he gets people to break depression that they've had for life because depression is a state 
Anxiety is a state. It's a neurophysiological state. And there's certain things that you have to do right in your body to stay in that state of anxiety and stay in that state of fear and depression, right? So changing your physiology actually creates a biochemical change in your body. So you're not going to think your way out of that downward spiral, but you can move your way into a new level of thinking. And trust me, when you move into a powerful state, you are in a place of you go from inaction to possibility, right? Or I say inaction to inaction, right? Because when you're in fear, you're in inaction because your body's frozen. As soon as you move into a powerful state, you can move into action, right? You are in action and action is likely what's going to change the thing that's been worrying you so much. So physiology is very, 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 very powerful. Our physiology signals new emotions in the body, new chemicals throughout the body. And Harvard has shown that just changing that physiology actually drops cortisol. And I'm not going to give you the percentage because I don't want to give you uh, misinformation because I don't know it off the, top, off the top of my head. But changing your physiology and moving into those powerful physiological states is actually going to drop the levels of cortisol in your body. It's impossible to worry when you are acting like a confident person. And it's hard to be confident when you're embodying anxiety and you're embodying depression, you're embodying fear, right? So physiology, that's another one. Now, another one is meditation. And meditation takes practice, again, very, you know, many, many different forms of meditation. But science has shown that when you enter meditation, that part of your brain, the amygdala, that's responsible for that fight or flight response actually starts to calm down. And the deeper you go, the deeper you go. Now, typically meditation, it, it takes a couple minutes until you get, you know, really good at it and really conditioned in it where you can actually drop your brainwave states. You can get into those hypnotic suggestible states really quickly, but you have to know how to do this and it does take time. But I will say for sure that in meditation, I've gone into meditations where I'm incredibly worried and anxious and 20 minutes later, all you can think about are problem solving thoughts. And that's because that fear survival part of your body and your brain is switched off. Blood starts to move back to your prefrontal cortex and, and that proactive part of your brain starts firing and wiring and lighting up. If you look at a brain scan of what goes on during meditation, it's actually unbelievable. Now, here's another cool thing. If anybody's familiar with the emotional guidance scale, is that we have certain thoughts that create downward spiraling thinking patterns. So thoughts of anger create more thoughts of anger, more thoughts of anger, more thoughts of anger, fear, depression, so on and so forth. That creates a downward, downward negative spiral in the brain. But the opposite is also true. So when you get into meditation and you start to focus because that external stimuli has now been shut off, you're not watching TV, you're not watching Netflix, you are going on an inward journey. And when you start to focus on those feelings of the future, of the problem already being solved and how amazing that feels, okay, you are going to create upward spiraling trains of thought. It's like the more positive thoughts you think in, in meditation, the more positive thoughts you start getting fed from the ether, you start getting fed from your subconscious mind because that fear response is no longer right? You are in a state of creation. I've, I, I like to tell people that meditation is creation. Okay. If you're taking notes, I'd like you to write that down. Meditation is creation. You can facilitate anything in your life through mental rehearsal. 
Now, another one is a cold shower. So a cold shower, man, try to worry when you're in a cold shower. Good luck. It's not going to happen, right? Cold showers increase. This is why I do it every single day. It's not fun, but I do it every day because the after fact of it is, you know, after the fact, it's really, really enjoyable. Dopamine, we know the pleasure drug, the pleasure chemical in one cold shower goes up 250% nor epinephrine some these are two chemicals we need to be happy and energized nor epinephrine goes up 530% when someone's taking antidepressants what are they trying to get them to do in the brain they are trying to boost things like dopamine or serotonin, right? But your brain is the greatest pharmacist in the world and it knows how to create these chemicals on its own. So that cold shower shocks your body and puts you deep, you know, immediately in that sympathetic nervous system in that stress state. But over the long term, what you actually get is an incredible sense of relaxation and they've also shown that over prolonged use of cold showers the heart rate slows by 20 to 30 beats per minute which really really means that stress starts to go away and another thing that i learned about cold showers is that you have less of a of a response to stress in the external you just don't get so worked up about things, right? And if you can do the cold shower every day, three to six minutes, give yourself the reward of the warm shower afterwards, but do the cold shower first. You are training your brain to say, I can do hard things. I'm confident. I'm capable. When people are very, very confident, they really don't worry very often. They have a deep sense of certainty in themselves. Now, another one, and I hope that this is valuable for you. I know that I'm, I, I, this is a lot of information, but I just don't want you to worry anymore. So uh, another one, and, and you, know, you know this, if you know me to any degree, that I'm going to tell you that EFT is, in my opinion, probably the fastest way to get yourself out of worry. Because EFT is, you know, could be clearly defined, I love Peter Stapleton's definition of it, is that it's just a stress reduction technique using known acupressure points, right? So people that are very logical and left brain, they're like, no, oh, what? You know, um, that's just a, a simple way of putting it. Now, EFT is, this is the reason why I teach it to people. It's the reason why I swear by it because the one thing that stops us is fear. And if you know how to get out of fear quickly, you can literally achieve anything in your life. So EFT what it's doing is it's sending a calming signal to that amygdala in your brain. What it's doing at the same time is it's opening another part of your brain where long-term memory is stored and it's, it's uh, opening up what's called your hippocampus. So it's going to actually show you what is truly worrying you so that you can collapse it, get to the bottom of it and go about, you know, your happy, healthy life. So EFT or tapping is a very, very, very powerful modality. Uh, they've actually shown in studies that EFT in one hour of EFT, so one hour of tapping, a 43% median cortisol drop in the bloodstream. That literally means cutting stress in half in one hour. Unbelievable, right? Because again, fear is what stops us. So EFT, if you're not familiar with this, I will teach it to you in 20 minutes directly for free. 
You can go to jordanolrich.com forward slash coaching. I like to do this because it's just my way of giving back to people because it is seriously the one thing that has led to being able to handle anything that comes my way, even when it's terrifying and making big things looking small and getting yourself to take immediate action. When you know how to move out of fear, your life goes to a new level. Now, another one that I use quite a bit is called havening and havening therapy is unbelievably powerful. Um, it's, it's a combination of, I mean, this is going to sound really weird, but basically running your hands down, down the sides of your arms and doing different eye movements, which stems from EMDR, which is eye movement reprocessing and desensitization, um, Havening actually floods your brain with what are called delta waves. Delta waves are typically something that only come during deep sleep. So it puts your body in a deep sense of relaxation. Uh, I know Justin Bieber has talked a lot about uh, havening being one thing that really helped him with um, things like anxiety, things like depression. Okay, so havening, very good. I can't teach it to you, but uh, there is a YouTube video from a man named Paul McKenna. Uh, you can just search havening technique. It's going to be one of the first one that comes up. Uh, also very powerful in clearing fears and phobias that are rooted in the subconscious mind. Now, the last thing that I'm going to share with you, and I know that this has been like drinking through a fire hose, but the last thing that's going to pull you through places of being stuck or places of being in fear or worry or anxiety is a powerful, compelling vision of the future. Something I teach all my clients is something that I call the wheel of stuck. Now, the wheel of stuck is when your reasons to stay stuck, because we all have reasons why we're stuck, right? And sometimes we are we are unconsciously benefiting from them. Like if somebody is on, you know, government assistance, well, yes, okay, they don't want to be on it, but they also know that they don't have to go do anything with their life if they have it. So it's easier maybe to stay stuck. So the stories and the reasons and the excuses for staying stuck if they're bigger than your vision for the future, then you will always stay in that place of stuck. But that powerful, compelling vision is going to pull you forward. You're not going to have to push yourself anymore. It's going to pull you into the future and you are going to start to live from those emotions of the future of joy and gratitude. And it's like that mental movie of what you want has been played so many times. The subconscious starts driving because it drives 95% of what you do. It starts driving your actions, driving your actions to a new life. So a vision of what you want, when you can focus on what you want, it's easy to know what you don't want, right? But when you can focus on what you do want, man, life starts to unfold in a really, really beautiful way. And a lot of times this comes from what we can give and what we want to do for the world. Now, a little bonus one too, if you're really stuck in fear, start asking yourself like, how could this be a lot worse? Because we like to make mountains out of molehills um, and go do something nice for someone. You know what doing something nice for someone does? It pulls you from scarcity. Okay, we don't, we don't, Tony Robbins says that we don't start beyond scarcity or we don't get beyond scarcity, we start beyond it. So if you're really having some money fear right now, like go take $5 out of your bank account and go give it to somebody that is going to bring a deep sense of fulfillment and it's going to teach your brain that you are an abundant person and that there is actually more than enough for you and everybody else on the planet. So just send somebody a compliment, right? It's impossible to be in a state of fear when you're in a state of gratitude. You can't be in one or two or you can't be one 
oh my god <laughs> you can't be in both at the same time you're either in one or the other so get grateful find a way to add value to people get beyond yourself because when we're in fear we're only thinking about ourselves i hope that this was very powerful for you and i know that this went on for quite some time but i just don't want you to experience fear anymore because it is what's stopping you from unlocking that next level of your life that you know that you can go to okay so thank you so much for stopping in. And again, if you would like to apply to be a part of the Unlocked 90 Day Accelerator, which is a one-to-one -one program, this is like the tip of the iceberg. We can go a lot deeper than this. And when change happens on the inside, change happens on the outside because your outer world is a deep reflection of your inner world, your thoughts, your beliefs, your model of the world, and your self-perception. And when those things change, everything changes. And if you're waiting for things to magically change for you, um, might might be a long process. Okay? So thank you so much. I really appreciate you being here, and I look forward to seeing you on the next episode of the Authentic Success Podcast. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Authentic Success Podcast. If you've made it this far, it means you are not a dabbler and that you are someone who's truly committed to making a lasting change. If you like what you heard, please leave a rating, comment, or review as it helps me bring this message to more people that need it. If you want to go a step further, this is an invitation to grab a free copy of my book, Authentic Success, at jordanulrich.com forward slash success. Keep your energy up, keep moving forward even when it's scary, and I'll see you on the next episode.